Raven today. We can dive into it. This comes to us from Lord Robert of House Blackbird. Okay, so diving back into sort of the main series of, of A Song of Ice and Fire. Dear sirs, let's talk about Craster. I understand why the Nightwatch tolerates him. He is a necessary evil. Plus, he is not with Mance, and he provide and he provides information. What I don't understand about him is why the others need his sons. We know that they are in some they are in need of some kind of a gene that is in the Starks, right? You know, along with the sort of Night King's theory. I suppose that's what they're trying. What they're trying to get is perhaps a warg, green seer, magical blood to empower their numbers. From what we know, there is no clue why they would need inbred sons of some of ba- of a bastard wildling craster unless he has some sort of special gene or power in his bloodline. My tinfoil theory for this raven is that Craster is actually Blood Raven's bastard. It would answer the question about why the others are coming for Craster's sons with that special, you know, green seer gene. Hmm. Who do you think is Craster's father? What do you think the others are up to? What do you think about Craster? And what is your opinion? Wish you all good health. Thank you all for your work. I really appreciate your views. Lord Robert of House, Blackbird. Well, Robert, thank you for that, Raven. I think that this is a pretty interesting one, and I don't know if we'll ever have the true answers for this. Um, you know, Craster giving up his kids is one of the more interesting things. Like in the show, we do it, you know, everything happens basically the same. But for some reason in the books, I have always found it to be a lot more interesting whenever I read it. And it, part of the reason is, is because the whites are much different in the books in, in some ways. You know, they, they, are, they seem more intelligent than they do in the show. Less zombie and more almost mythical in a way. So I don't know why they're taking Craster's kids specifically. Is it just the best, you know, constant churning out of people they have that they can turn into whites? Possibly. Uh, is there a special gene required? And, and who is Craster's father? And where does his lineage come from? These are all great questions. Uh, the one thing that we can say for sure that is in the books the whites are still, and you know, the others, whatever you want to call them, white walkers, they are still yet to be as fleshed out as they were in the show. And I think this is where a lot of the details are going to be different because the show did get away from a lot of the fantastical elements of the books. And I have to assume that George is going to take a lot of time in Brand's POV, like we talked in last episode, uh, in, in, kind of hammer this out and hammer out some of the details. So we might not get direct answers about Craster and his lineage, but we might find out indirectly through brand possibly why the whites liked Craster's kids so much and, and where that deal came from. Why don't they just kill Craster? Like, are they intelligent enough to know that he is producing these kids? Uh, they're just a different beast in the books. And I think a lot more intellectual. What do you think, Matt? Yeah, so uh, first, I think it's just a little clarification. So I believe, right, the whites are like the zombies that like so the night. So the white, then you have the white walkers, and then you ha- which are also called the others. So I think right. there's a difference between those. Yeah, so the like, hierarchy of, of right. So yeah. right. Yeah. So I think, well, I think they're two, two entirely different species. Because so you, like you don't human, think they're related? No, I think so. I think like a white is no the white white walkers and others are the same thing okay okay but the whites are like the zombies so when they kill a wildling and they raise them back up yeah yeah, yeah. i think i believe that the term they use for them is is whites okay like w-i not like w-h-i-t-e but like w-i-g-h-t okay um 
So, yeah, so those are totally different things. So what I think they're actually turning Craster's kids into are White Walkers or others. Gotcha. Because it, at least in the show, we see he, he he holds the baby and touches it and the baby doesn't die, but he sort of his eyes turn blue. So what makes that kind of interesting is, is that the only way to create a White Walker? Because the first White Walker, in theory, the Night King would have been, cre you know, the show Night King, perhaps there's one in the books, would have been created by the children of the forest. In the books, though, it's possible, we it's not exactly ever specifically stated, but it's possible that the White Walkers existed before the Children of the Forest. Yeah, it's definitely possible. And, and the the thing I'm looking up here is talking about how, you know, the White Walkers are the ones who actually speak as well. So the White Walkers right. are the one that speak Scroth, which is the language. Whites right. don't speak. And another big, you know, difference that I, and I know some people are saying, well, duh, but I'm just for the first time in a long time, I'm really thinking about the White Walkers here. The Whites can actually be affected by normal weapons. They just don't feel any right. pain. They'll just keep coming right. at you. But the White they're Walkers essentially, They're are, essentially zombies. Yeah, the White Walkers are actually immune. Like, they're actually immune to, to normal steel and other things. They can right. only be hit by obsidian, valerian steel, you know, all that stuff. So it does then beg the question, that, like, you know, you said species, which is a really interesting way of putting it. And these are the intelligent ones. So... Yeah they have to have some sort of agreement. Like has Craster talked with a white, you know what I mean? Like how did it start is the question. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that is what makes it really interesting because another thing is the show sort of, I mean, it does show them as these like different creatures, like the whites wear armor and are tall and ride, you know, like horses and stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, they are, I mean, it's like, they clearly have, some kind of like they're not just pure zombies they have an they have an army of the dead they have an army of zombies mm -hmm. but they are able to sort of think at some level and you know and 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 do things right yeah um you know like like the night king sits up there in the in the episode where they're where they go to get the white to take back to cersei he has to know that he like the night king has to know that he could go out to that little that little that little area you know in the pond or whatever and then he's it seems like he i mean he has a spear and he takes down a dragon is he waiting for the dragon does he know that there's a that the hmm. potential of a dragon that could come you know like that was never something that was re really fully explained i don't even know if we're gonna have a scene like that take place in well. in the books even if you know if we ever get it Again, that's assuming there is some sort of Night King character, which I'm still a believer of. I, yeah. Whether it's Euron leading it or something, I still fully believe that we will have a sort of central White Walker character. But in the books, it's almost the white, the way George describes them, it almost feels like the White Walkers are even more intelligent than they are in the show. Yeah. And I almost, agree. He almost, it's all, there's almost like a beauty to them. That's what I said. They're almost mythical. Like they're almost, they're right. almost. You know, uh, in the Bible, the the actual description of angels is very disturbing. Uh, I don't know right. if you've ever looked in, you know, uh, so part of oh, me yeah. kind of thinks of that, like where it's mm -hmm. like such a presence, but also horrifying at the same time. And 
with the white walkers, it, it's interesting to think about like how intelligent are they even more intelligent than humans? Like, do they have intuition about things? Do they have green dreams? Do they have a green seer gene? And maybe that's where the link is between them and humans. And that's why they like, you know, kind of like what the Raven is saying and saying, you know, Craster maybe has a green seer gene. And that is the common link that makes them able to make new white walkers. Who knows? Yeah. Cause in the books, like, in the books, we actually we don't really see uh, White Walkers in the books that much. Now we I get think the there's on Night's I Watch. Two, I think there's like two scenes. Like that's yeah. it. Prologue, Night's Watch is what I'm thinking of, and I'm sure we're forgetting. Oh, I mean, there's the uh, there's the attack on um, Lord Commander Mormont, uh, right? Where John. But that's that's a white. That's, that's a white. A white yeah, that's a white. Yeah. So I really think yes. it's a prologue, and then the um, Fist of the First Men. Right? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. So I'm just going to pull it up here real quick. The the prologue, um, just because the prologue of a Game of Thrones and Dance with Dragons brand. Yeah. Brand, yeah. Uh, brand, a brand, shadow. Brand. A shadow emerged from the dark of the wood, and it stood in front of Royce. Waymar Royce was the character. Yep. Tall it was and gaunt and hard as old bones, with flesh pale as milk. Its armor seemed to change color as it moved. Here it was white as new fallen snow. There black as shadow. Everywhere dappled with the deep gray greens of the trees. The pattern ran like moonlight on water with every step it took. Like it sounds almost like a, this, you know, like powerful, dark, uh, you know, like they talk, they, like they use other things too. It was alive with moonlight, translucent, a shard of crystal so thin that it seemed almost to vanish when seen edge on. There was a faint blue shimmer to the thing, a ghost light that played around its edges. And somehow Will knew it was sharper than any razor. Right. And so it's this sort of powerful thing. The other halted with uh, Will saw its eyes blue, deeper and bluer than any human's eyes, a blue that burned like ice. Yeah. Also, uh, Sam, Sam, the Slayer. Sam. Yeah, right. Yeah. Sam's is, is kind of the one where like he, you know, he 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 sees one. And why does it not, you know, that's another, you know, another thing is why doesn't it kill you know like okay, well sam kills it essentially but yeah sam somehow <laughs> figures it out right. and stabs him with the dragon glass i mean they're very reminiscent to the, and i said this last episode but it's very reminiscent to the sithy from memory sorrow and thorn which are also like this ancient race that are very mythical and pretty to look upon but like almost hard for humans to understand and um, there's a lot of lore behind the Sithy and the White Walkers are heavily inspired. I would say almost a one for one with the Sithy, except that the Sithy are nowhere near as evil <laughs> as the White Walkers are, which always makes me wonder if maybe we're going to get like, are there any good White Walkers or are they just strictly an apocalyptic, you know, uh, event slash people? And you know, what's another thing that always we always like we have to think about is like White Walkers are moving now. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, where, what oh, were I, they doing before? What were they doing? And uh, Gray Area, who's a friend of the show, has speculated that the moment the White Walkers came alive was whenever Rhaegar Targaryen was, was slain at the Trident. And I love that personally. Like, I think that that's a really good. And she has a big video on it. Um, and we don't have to get into all the details here, but uh, we have to ponder. Like, were the White Walkers dealing with Craster? presumably before all of this like i don't know right I, well i i would say so because craster because because it seems like he's been around for a bit i don't know how old he is but he's i would say in his 40s 50s is what he sort of yeah 
seems like, but he has so many wives and kids. I mean, you'd have to think he's been doing this for a long time. Mormont seems like he's known about it for a long time. We could look at, you know, well, we could look up. Um, it just makes you wonder, like, what was the catalyst for? The do we White know? Walkers, do we know when um, Jor Mormont became? Uh, He was nine hundred. He was the nine hundred ninety seventh Lord Commander of the Kingsguard. So you know we you, we can sort of do some math here. Let's see here. So he was born in two thirty. He became he became Lord Commander nine uh, nine seven. So he would have became Lord Commander when Jora uh, sort of takes guard. So Jora is born in two fifty four. So when does he take, you know, when does he take place and cause his dad to go? I would say crasher has been doing this for at least probably like 20 years, maybe yes. longer. So it may be the reason why the White Walkers moving now. Maybe they have enough kids. Like maybe they have enough. Right. Like what the, yeah. they were building. Um, I'm so I really hope that George is doesn't he the... shy away from these explanations. Like, I, I don't necessarily need to know who Craster's dad is, <laughs> but like, I need to know more about the white walkers. I need to know more about them as a, as a yeah. race. It's very important. Yeah. So one of the things, and I remember, I remember this. So, <laughs> so like, it just, it burned into my mind before season eight came about. One of the things that was almost in every speculation was, something about the night king and uh craster's kid craster the baby the baby sam right Man. with gilly because everyone a lot of the big thoughts was like they took that baby and the night king needed it and then nothing ever ended up coming about it right like nothing ever came out with with that baby who knows that could be the catalyst for the snow show oh, that well. baby could to have some kind of connection to who knows what, but I think that could be still likely in the show. I think that that's possible because remember George had maybe even prior because he had the five year gap that he ended up not doing that kid would have right. grown up. Right. Exactly. Man, that how what's interesting. Even, what's what's more interesting is that the baby is actually even more important yes. in the books. That's right. Way more important in the books because they, they swap them. That's right. Swap they, with Mance Raiders kid. They they swap they swap the babies because so Gilly doesn't even actually have Craster's kid who's her who's her her kid she has right now Mance Raider's kid because they were nervous that um, Melisandre was going to try and kill it to use mm. Mance Raider's king's, king's blood. blood yep so that baby is up at the wall right now I mean this is what's fun about getting back into the books waiting for the winds of winter because guys there's so many things there's so many details and unfortunately the show ha had to drop a lot of the details to fit their like you know timeline or whatever Time, and all right. the, de the decisions that they made were decisions they made but it all stems and all these details that matter came from the books where details do matter and these are the things that you know i dude i haven't thought about the white walkers in this extent for many years and it's awesome when we get to dive in and get a raven like this that kind of gets us re rethinking about these things that we've kind of just taken for granted because we really got to do a better job, um, you know, everybody uh, not getting the show in the book canon mixed up because yeah. it is going to be very different.
Yeah. So uh, here we go. Yeah. So Craster's is his parents are not named, but he is the bastard son of a man of the Night's Watch and oh. a wildling woman from the village of White Tree. What does a white tree symbolize? Oh, oh my yeah. God. A white tree. Huh? Uh, who does that look like? Oh, that'd be Blood Raven. Oh my but, God. Uh, his father abandoned his mother after Craster was conceived. And when his mother tried to bring him to Castle Black, she was chased off by members of the watch. His father's name is never mentioned. So then what's interesting is that Craster, it, it, like he is a very just. In Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C interesting character on his own because he's just a wildling who lives out in the middle of nowhere yeah. nobody really bothers him and he's able and he's able to sort of live just in the haunted forest by himself and hates man raider he crasher is able to live in the haunted forest a place that all of the rangers and everybody talks about is like you could die here instantly so Man. do the so do the other wild so do the other wildlings not go near him because they know he deals with the white walkers do they not know he's there because the haunted forest is really in the in the like in the if you look at a map it doesn't look that big but in the in the books it's described as like this huge thing and then why do the white walkers go we talked about this last time or in, in a raven we just did was why do the white walkers not go regardless of what's going on in um like regardless of what's going on south of the wall why do the white walkers never go never go east in the hundreds of potentially thousands of years they exist right like if the night king is you know this character that we see that the that the children of the the, the forest created then why does have they been around forever and then then they never they never go to go take out like the rest of the wildlings when they easily could yeah, I mean, what's the motivation behind that? Right. And then again, that's where I, I, I sort of actually think that in the books, the White Walkers have always existed. I don't actually know if it's actually as much that it, like it's a big belief that the children of the forest created them. It's not stated because when you start to look at the history of the Dawn Age and everything. It's kind of not exactly clear, like, hold on a second did the you know did did the did the white walkers exist before everyone came over or did the white walkers exist after everyone came over maybe we need to dive back into the world of ice and fire soon and do a white walker episode yeah well really it's like just those first few chapters yeah 
Yeah. And I'm sure that we get some sprinkled like specific passages from like Eamon or something from the books. We have to go back and dive in. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, what do you think, Jimmy? What do you think? What do you think about some of the some of that stuff? I mean, it is interesting that Craster's, you know, the white tree and his father is not named. Was it the Night's Watch? You know, Night's Watch. There's a lot of legendary houses and people who have been at the Night's Watch. Uh, it does feel like Craster living in the haunted forest. Like, I feel like he almost has to be special. And if his kids are able to be turned into white walkers or like can only babies be turned into white walkers? Like we obviously know anything could get turned into a white, right? Uh, moose, right. all that stuff. But can a white walkers only come from a certain type of person or gene or baby or what is it? And now I want to know so damn bad. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So then I just I had I, I had to pull it up here. Okay. So the craziest thing about it too, and so I have the Dawn Age pulled up here, which is chapter one of the World of Ice and Fire, is that it sort of describes it as it's like it even goes on to say like ha almost everything that's known about this age isn't known at all. The only thing it says it knows for sure is that there's the children of the forest and that there are the um that there's there's the children of the forest and the giants were the two species that like dominated the area known as Westeros. However, in that area, in the land of Westeros, the land of always winter, where the others are believed to have come from, exists. So it's not like the children of the forest did magic or something, and then suddenly the wall got you know like got created. So there was always the land of always winter, which is what I kind of talked about last week when we were talking about the children of the forest. And I said, you know, in the show, we see them sort of create the first, the Night King, right? Yeah. So, like, why would the Children of the Forest create a ice monster that seems like, you know, that's going to harm, like, grass, trees, you know, those types of things? Was it to, you know, I've heard them describe as, like, well, we're going to make this sort of, like, nuclear weapon. Like, that's that was a big theory when they were talking, of like, going into Season 8, like, that we're going to get a lot more about it. Like they messed up. Was it just because it was a first man? Right. You know, like there's the Andals and the first men. Like, why do the first men have blood that ties into like the cold? How does that work? Because in theory, they all come from Essos and like Essos isn't, Essos isn't like ice cold. So, you know, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't sort hmm. of add up. The pieces don't really align. Yeah, th this is a tough one. This is a tough one because I believe, you know, whenever they come over, also the long night, they're attacking not just the first men, but children of the forest as well. Yeah. And they had just emerged from the north one day. Yeah. See, some of the things that seems like it's sort of one of the, some of the reasons they tie in, if you so the way that the others are described to sort of perhaps talk is the same as the way the children of the forest talk. So what happens, though, is like the children of the forest are the ones that actually destroy. There was a land bridge that went from Dorne over to Essos. Right. The arm. Yeah. They do a bunch of magic and break it. To to try and stop people from coming over. Hmm. Yeah. And it. it... See, I'm I'm also stuck on just like their motivations, like the White Walkers' mm -hmm. motivations, and why they decided to do when they did it. And 
one of the things that we really like about a song of ice and fire is the fact that things aren't really black and white. They're very gray. And it just mm-hmm. makes me, it does, it does feel weird. Cause like there, there's a Martin quote where he says the idea of dark Lords and evil minions has not served the fantasy genre. Well, and the white walkers seem like they're just straight up like evil. I really believe that we're going to find out they are some sort of, I mean, they're clearly some sort of race, right? That, that, Mm-hmm. that have been around for a long time, but maybe they've been put upon and they've been knocked down. Like, I, I just, I don't see them just being one way evil. Yeah. So, okay. So now I so saw, I got, I'm pulled it up here and I got, I'm looking at it and we will, we we're going to have to sort of do a, a, a re, a re, a re look at this whole deal. So the long night, right? So it says the long night, it, it takes place after the first men arrive there's a winter that lasts for a long generation, but then you have the long night and the long night doesn't just happen in Westeros. It happens in all over, all over the place. Like the long night is like a worldwide phenomenon. Yeah, that's why, everywhere. that's why you have, so you have sort of like Azora high and you have like the great hero and they sort like each region has its sort of tale of like this same person who's like, this one figure who sort of pushes back, who pushes back against the winter. Yeah. I know. It's all intriguing. Mm. It's all. <laughs> got my, got my wheels turning now. Because, right. Cause you have to, you have to sort of look at it. Then you have the age of the age of heroes. Right. So then you have the Andals that come over. So like the first men are come from Essos and then come over. And then you have the Andals that come over who are just mm-hmm. other people from Essos. But they're like, it's like an, it's like a newer generation. It's like a new coming, but they try and make it seem like they're different people. But in reality, they're all just people from Essos. Yeah, but weren't the Andals, um, slave? They, were, were, well, they, they sort of, they sort of, Miria. they sort well, they're like, they're like Pentos. Are they? Okay. Yeah. But they sort of bring over the seven, the religion of the seven. Yeah, they, yeah, they're from a west coast of Essos called Andalos, located in the north modern free city of Pentos. Six thousand years ago, after allegedly receiving visions from the seven faced gods uh, or God, the Andals were spurred on by the new faith to migrate to Westeros, where they overran and conquered most of the continent, which was then inhabited by the first men. The Andals brought the concept of chivalry and of the manufacture of iron iron wrought weapons. (laughs) Say that five times fast and armor them, uh, armor with them from Westeros. So they brought in the iron age essentially, which is pretty cool. Uh, and it does look like they came from Pentos. Yeah, see, I mean, right here. So how the long night came to an end is a matter of legend. As all uh, as all such matters of the distant past have become. In the North, they tell of a last hero who sought out the uh, intersection of the children of the forest. Uh, his companions abandoning him are dying one by one. They faced ravenous giants, cold servants, and the others themselves. Alone, he finally reached the children despite the effort of the White Walkers and all the tales agreed this was a turning point. Thanks to the children, the first men of the Night's Watch banded together and were able to fight and win the Battle of the Dawn, the last battle that broke the endless winter and sent the others fleeing to the icy north. 
now 6,000 years later, or 8,000 as true history. It's like, that's a, something else, like some other book that's in the Citadel. It's just the way they talk about it. The wall made, um, the wall made to defend the realms of men uh, is still manned by the sworn brothers of the Night's Watch. And neither the others nor the children have been seen in many centuries. When's a winner needs to come out? Yeah. <laughs> so I guess my I guess I guess my kind of thing is is like so clearly the others existed long before Craster. Way before. Way like, before. Like, like way, way, way before. And there were clearly like an army of others way before. So yeah. what my, so what that kind of ties into is were other people back then sacrificing sort of kids to the Night King? Like when the Night, and again, this is sort of a blend of two things because the Night King character does not exist in right. the books. Right. As far as like the show, okay, you could go that route. In the books, if it's just the others, then it, it, it seems like it's possible there's a there's female others because the Night. Yeah king right the knight's watch king the 13th lord commander uh in the books who is sort of like inspired this knight king character for the show is a commander of the of the knight's watch who sort of perhaps legend the sort of lore ties it into perhaps he fell in love with an other a this sort of female character right icy woman so there could be female others or white walkers which would mean that they could reproduce so do you feel like the normal pregnancy of a white walker is nine months i do not know that (laughs) i need answers man right i need answers right so i guess i just i i just it, it Craster is a huge piece, though, in understanding the in the White Walkers. Yes, for sure. And it, and an, he is he, he is by far an enormous piece because you know there's like the the bio. I guess there's like the biological way to look at the White Walkers. Are they a species? Are they something? Were they, if they were created by the children of the forest, how do they expand their army? And then. With Craster, it seems like you have to take out the sort of zombie way. I think sometimes we look at them because they have to be able to think and do something. Why don't the, you know, why do they just take his baby as like a sacrifice? How did that even start? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, did they come to the table and they said, oh, well, we'd like to murder you, but. We see you have children. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, ex- exactly. Why? Is, like, is... did someone tell Craster? Like, maybe Craster, like, hey, if you're going to live in this haunted ass forest, like, you better be offering up boys. Right. And, and so it's... they just come, they just, well, they just have like a, an Amazon driver that just goes out there every day to like check Two on day it. shipping, B. Two day yeah. Shipping. You know what I mean? Like, what's, does he have to keep making male heirs? You know, so it's, Unfortunately, now Craster is dead, and we may never know. I mean, it's a shame he's dead. You know, he's just yeah. <laughs> now the world may never know. Yeah, so it's kind of, in a way like the White Walkers are kind of told a little bit. It's like you know George uses that where he doesn't give us like POV characters. 
yeah. for like some of these things, but this is sort of a way to give us like Craster in a way as sort of a viewpoint into the the others, White Walkers. Yeah, yeah it goes deep. Goes very, very deep, and uh, his non-POV characters sometimes have just as much information as our POV, or even what our POV does not collect, we can, and then that—that's why these books are so much fun. Yeah, so we, yeah, we, we're gonna have to dive because we were talking about it last time too. So we'll have to dive into the first uh, first few chapters of World of Ice and Fire, just as kind of a refresher because it's been a while since I've really dove into it. But nonetheless, great Raven. So thank yeah, you fantastic. so much. Thank you so much for that. So, guys, we will be back with our next part of our iceberg. Like I said, we have another sort of we got another raven. I just want to give a shout out. Let me find that person's name. Um, Sent us such a good. So this raven was sent to us by Lord Robert, the knight sort of craster one. I have another one here from just want to give him a shout out. Sir Douglas of the Burning River sent us one that's really good. But Jimmy and I are going to take it to the extreme. Uh, So it's going to be a while before we get to your raven. But. Thank you guys all. You guys have been getting a lot of them recently. So we really appreciate that, guys. So I uh, had a fun hangout the other day, uh, Patreon hangout. So if you guys want to participate in that, you can just come hang out with Jimmy and I and some other people in the in the chat. You can certainly uh, go do that. Check that out on Patreon and uploading episodes uh, to Apple Premium as well. Just as sort of a show watcher's guide to the books, which was uh, one where we kind of you know, if you're just kind of new, maybe you just started House of the Dragon, you can go get kind of like a, hey, here's what's kind of going on. A, 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 a one, a, you know, like a Song of Ice and Fire 101. Here's kind of the the basic and entry point. Because there's always a lot. There's always a lot to know. Exactly. And refresh. Like, you know, For it's sure. like, man, I, have, I haven't done a refresh on the Dawn Age in a, in a good while. Yeah. So awesome. Well, with that, guys, as always, I want to thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. Be sure to check out more content or support the show over on Patreon or Apple Premium. Love talking all these theories that you guys are sending us and diving into some of these iceberg theories we've been doing as well. So we appreciate you guys watching. I appreciate you guys listening. We will be back with more. And remember that winter is coming. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.